Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As you're listening to the Alter Perform Show, we are live on the radio at blogtalkradio.com slash ultraperform. You can find us on iTunes and iHeartRadio also. Today I have a very special guest, human potential and author Les Jensen. Hey, Les. Adam, I'm so glad to be on the show. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad it's working out today. We tried this uh, a month ago, and it was not cooperative, right? <laughs> Technology's a theory until it actually works. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's funny. I always think it's funny how people talk about science like it's reality when a lot of, and like, yeah, but there's some things that haven't been discovered yet, right? That's new science. There's probably okay. more science out there to discover, right? You I always thought that's funny. That's not possible. You can't do that. I'm like, well, you couldn't do cure, you know, you can cure different diseases. Uh, uh, there, was, there wasn't penicillin before, but that's then right. we discovered it. You know, there's always... Things are always limitless. It just depends on when they're going to find it or figure it out. I like that. So tell us about what do you mean by tapping your human potential, and how did you get to this point, actually? What brought you to this point? We were talking about it a little bit before um, we started the show. I know it sounded like I wasn't paying attention, but I actually was. (laughs) No worries. Well, so you were talking about what you did before and your uh, TV experience and your radio experience. You've done over 10,000 episodes, is that correct? Yeah, I've worked in broadcast TV for more than 30 years, and most of the time I've been behind the scenes, but you were asking me how I got into what I was doing. You know, up till I was about 35, I really thought my life path was I was going to be a television broadcast engineer. I was That's what I was doing. I was working in broadcast TV and doing shows and, and uh, television programming. And a curious thing happened. The, the, cos, the universe took a cosmic two-by-four and cracked me open. When I was about uh, 35, I hadn't I hadn't experienced that changed my life top to bottom, and um, once that happened, my life path took took a a, a much more uh, diverse nature to it. I started writing books. I started um, having my own radio show. I started. Uh, really trying to understand the nature of our human predicament, if you will. And I realized that um, our history has shown humanity pretty much living out more of the same. If you look at the cycles of our human nature, and that's the nice thing about working in TV, the TV reports on our human nature, 
we really have a kind of a habitual patterning to our past. And and we need to break out of that if we're going to have a, a genuinely open opportunity to create the kind of future that we want. When, when do you think we'll break out of that? I think it's happening right now. Humanity's been in the pressure cooker, if you will. Many, many people are quite fed up with the storyline that humanity is choosing. There, uh, the the story that we've been playing out doesn't have a lot of hope to it. Doesn't have a lot of uh, new potential to it. And and I. Th- Part of that is is kind of a self-awakening thing. It, it's almost like humanity's going through puberty. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so, what we've been children for a few thousand years, and now we're going, uh, we're becoming adults. Well, um, I would I would language it a little different. We've been living from our egos for a few thousand years and and now the wisdom of our heart the wisdom of our soul is becoming more and more prominent in so many people who are searching for answers our egos tend to make choices based on the past the ego wants to be safe and the ego wants to know what the outcome's going to be the ego wants to plot choices and actions where it knows what the outcome is going to be. And and for the a large part that keeps it in the same story where it's confident it knows what's going to happen. But our heart and our soul, boy a bold heart has been written about in the movies and and in the uh the the human story where a, a heart gets bold and and launches a new vector, a new direction. And when you can get your ego to understand how your life can be um, much more dynamic, much more engaging, and thus much more powerful, uh, if you can discipline your ego to do that and let your kind of like let your heart and your soul drive your life. Very often, the the direction of your life shifts because the ego isn't in its repetitive cycle. Hmm. Interesting. So you're telling me, I don't know if I'm hearing this, because of the ego might be afraid or it's used to a certain way of doing things. We're trying. You're trying to teach. I don't know where you're trying to teach it from, but you're trying to teach your ego to let go and see there's more. Well, yes, that there's a there's a higher wisdom within you. Very often, the inspiration of our heart and our soul doesn't happen very often in our life, and typically it happens when our mind, when our ego's busy doing something else. Maybe you're unloading the groceries from the car or you're in the shower. Your mind is busy doing something else and you'll get a, a sentence pop in your head. Hey, why don't you go back to school? Why don't you go? Why don't you start writing that book? Start gathering ideas for a screenplay. And 
typically the way the ego resists that is the very next thought, we take that inspiration and we pull it up into our mind and go, I can't go back to school. The school's 27 miles away. I don't get off work till 5.30. I can't do this. And our ego takes the inspiration of our heart and our soul and rationalizes it into oblivion. Well, so I hear that, and like, you know, you know, I was sharing what I'm doing. Um, I, you know, I've done, I did a show earlier this morning uh, with a group, like a mastermind group. It's actually a mastermind a show, it's called. And then I videoed a client. Uh, she's doing some health, um, like health videos. We're doing it for her, her business for marketing. And now I'm doing this show, and I still have, like, you know, someone was telling me, I don't drink coffee at 5 o'clock. I'm like, I drink coffee at 5 o'clock because I'm in the middle of my day. Sure. But some of those things are valid reasons not to do things because I don't see any other way to live now. Like, I have to. I'm sure. possessed. I have to achieve my goals. I have to live my life, right? But yeah. I'm tired. You get tired. and. There are valid concerns there, like the the school is 27 miles away. Sure. Um, There's only so many hours in the day. I mean, that is a fact, right? There's only so much I could get done. What, how do you balance out the the reality of what it takes to do these things and the desire to achieve them and getting them done. Like you're an author, you're a radio host, visionary, karma expert. Uh, we're going to talk about your book in Citizen Kane. Is that right? King, like king or queen. Oh, okay, Citizen King. That's why. Okay, Citizen King. And you're you're very active and busy. But how do you balance out that the reality of the what you're saying about 27 miles away school? Well, uh, um. I'm glad you brought up that that discernment of being careful because oftentimes our soul will show us a vision for our life that get, can get our ego really excited. It, it's like, like I was mentioning, I had been a TV engineer, that, and, and the idea of writing books, when it first came into my mind, when my heart started telling me to write books, I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. I don't... I mean, I don't have that that grammar expertise. I had all these reasons why I couldn't. And some and I just want to be very careful in saying that sometimes we'll get a, a glimpse of the future of our life that we're in New York and we're writing a, a Broadway show and our ego will want to quit our job and move to New York. And and discernment is important that you can pay the rent or pay the mortgage. And sometimes the ego can get excited and will do a, re, a knee-jerk reaction, and and the timing can be off by several decades. But, 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 the there's a couple of points we could talk about here. How do you stay motivated and how do you integrate the wisdom of your heart and your soul? Let's take that second one first. If you get a packet of post-it notes, just those little squares of paper, 
and and pins and put one by your bed, put one in the car, put one in the kitchen. And when those ideas show up, when those single sentence ideas show up, before you get into think rationalizing it, write it down. Go back to school. Just write down whatever that sentence is. And don't edit the sentence. Write down exactly as you heard it and then let time go by. Sure, you might chew on it and say, well, I can't do this because of this or I, I can't because of that. But what's going to happen is over time, over weeks and months, you're going to start to see a theme unfold as you look at these inspirational moments that your heart and your soul have fed you. And so often, our heart and our soul is not present in our day-to-day life, and so we live mostly out of our ego throughout our day, so there's no wisdom of our heart and our soul. But fast forward, listening to our heart and our soul over years, and pretty soon the ego starts to recognize that when when our heart and our soul tells us something, that absolutely every time there's a path for it to happen. I know, Adam, you're familiar with CEO Space and Bernie Dorman. He talks about that vision of your soul is no mistake. The vision of your soul is a snapshot of of what would make you excited about your life. And so just by writing them down on post-it notes, over time, you're going to start to see a theme. Like, I'm a, I'm a radio, uh, I have a radio show, I write books, I, I take time to envision what is possible in our human potential. These mm-hmm. things weren't even on the radar when I was an engineer working in TV. And so the more I was able to capture the inspiration of my heart and my soul, this bigger theme for my life started showing up. And then when you think about how do you how do you keep your energy, how do you keep your excitement, how do you um, stay motivated to fulfill these these things on your plate? Well, that's where karma comes in. You know, before I got cracked open, I'd go into work at a TV station, and my boss was, he was three things. He was he was not a nice guy. He was very malicious, and yet he was my angel. He probably was the most influential person in my life outside of my direct family because he cracked me open. I would come home from work wiped out, totally wiped out, and I'd walk through that door and plop my fanny on the couch and channel surf every night after work for about an hour until I got a sense of semblance back. And what that was was unresolved emotional energy in my persona. I would go into work and he would he would get me upset and it wasn't always obvious, but I would go home emotionally wiped out. And over time I learned how to go in and and resolve and release that unresolved emotional energy 
and now I stand in that man's presence, and I'm, and he has no influence over me. I'm actually delighted he was in my life. I'm delighted he was such a scallywag for a decade of my life, because he showed me how my energy would get tanked every day. So now today I can I can very easily say that I go through my my day. I'm excited about life. The vision my heart, my soul has showed me is a fire in my heart. I get genuinely excited. And it's easy for me to go through my day and keep my energy up. And and there's there's two components to that. The purity of cleaning out my emotional self and my authenticity. When, I, when you're authentic to yourself, you stay in balance throughout the day. But when you're inauthentic to yourself, you, you cannot sustain balance over time. Hmm. When you say karma, usually what we hear is karma is, uh, you know, if you do something bad to someone or you're your karma will catch up to you. It sounds different than what you're, how you're explaining it. Sure. And my soul, back to that soul wisdom, so I spent the first few decades of my career standing in front of television transmitters. These were very high-powered, very high-powered um, broadcast transmitters. And... I I didn't have a formal education, and I would stand in front of these things, and you push the go button, and the glycol pumps kick on, and the um, the power comes up where a million watts of power is leaving the antenna. Hmm. That's a powerful event. Yeah. Well, when I got cracked open, I was actually in a psychiatrist's office. This and the moment I'm about to describe totally changed my life. So I had I had gotten so far out of balance, I had ended up uh, talking to a psychiatrist for a couple of years and he kept saying, "Well, well, Les, when are we going to when are we going to talk about your anger?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? I don't get angry. When are we going to talk about your anger?" I'm like, "This is really pointless. I don't have issues with anger." And he put out his hand, and he said, come on, push on my hand. I want to show me your anger, Les. I'm like, okay, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I push on his hand, and I kind of sunk into the couch. And he kind of got up in my face, and he said, no, wait, wait. I don't think you get it. First of all, it's safe. It's safe for you to get angry. Second of all, I'm okay with you getting angry. I want, I actually want to see your anger, Les. Will you show me your anger? And Adam, in that moment, my life went from a single vector to <laughs> to a completely different life path because he put it out his hand again. And totally surprising to me, some valve somewhere in my psyche opened up and an immense amount of energy starts streaming out of my body. Just exactly like when I push the go button on a transmitter, this time I put my hand on his, and with ease, I shoved him across the room, 
And he said, that's what I'm talking about. And I was dumbfounded that all this energy was coming out of my psyche, and it was anger. It was pure, raw anger. I had suppressed anger my whole life. And so what was that karma? What was the karma of that anger? Well, I wouldn't do anything that might elicit an angry response. I wouldn't stand up to my boss if my wife wanted to paint the kitchen fluorescent pink. I wouldn't argue with her. I wouldn't <laughs> take any <laughs> I wouldn't take any action on anything that might lead to anger. And unbeknownst to me, a vast majority of my choices were off the table because of that. Mm. And and the curious boy in me said, you know, that cleaned my clock. What the what else is in my psyche that I'm not aware of that I'm posturing with? Your karma is your own consciousness. Your karma is your own consciousness stored in your subconscious. In that moment, all that energy streaming out of me is all the feelings of anger I never allowed myself to feel. And so karmically, I was posturing with the emotion of anger. Well, what the hell? I drilled down into myself. I started taking a very um, deliberate look at how I was posturing with my own subconscious and I found a a lot of stuff in my own psyche and it was my own consciousness from the past. It's the only thing that can that can perpetuate in your life because your cells re, uh, rejuvenate every up to 7 years. So your cells are are reproduce if you will. How can karma continue through a life path? Well, it's, it's your subconscious. You bring your karma with you. So I had all that anger in my subconscious, and what did I attract to me? A karmic teacher. I raised my hand to the universe and said, can you bring me a, a real um, malicious person? Can you bring me a real belligerent malicious person and the universe said why sure you let's here here's a boss that's angry let him gnaw on you (laughs) let him chew on you for a decade and let's see what happens and sure enough he popped me open Hmm. are you always uh are you always that excited when life shows up to teach you something and it doesn't feel good because i can't see how that would feel good right well, before that event, before that event, anger scared the hell out of me. Before that mm-hmm. event, unbeknownst to me, I grew up in a household where anger was decisive, and it was from my father. My dad was a very large man. He was a World War II vet. He had gone through literally hell in his life. And when he got mad, he cut you in half with his eyes. When he, sh- when he showed rage on his face, you couldn't make yourself small enough. And I'm yeah. sure as a little child, I saw the fear in my mom's eyes when my dad would get mad, and I'd, I vowed to myself, I'm never going to make my mom feel that way. I'm never going to do anything that will make my mom have that look on her face. 
So as a very young child, I took anger and and immediately pushed it in my subconscious anytime it'd show up. So my brother would come into my room and rip my poster off the wall. I'd get <laughs> sad, but I wouldn't get angry. And so that emotional event got pushed. My own feelings got pushed into my subconscious, and I started accumulating anger. Interesting. Tell us about your book. Uh, What is your book about? Citizen King, The New Age of Power. Well, in a way, it's kind of a storyline of how I discovered this immense wisdom within me, my heart and my soul are, your heart and your soul know about next week and next month. Your heart and your soul know a life path that would make you genuinely excited, genuinely adventurous, and and when you show up in that kind of way, at the end of the day, you feel really satisfied and fulfilled. Um, Citizen King, the New Age of Power, is a book about your ego and your heart and your soul. And for most people, the ego is the most prominent place they spend their consciousness as they go through their day. The the phones we look at, the social media, the news stories, all those trigger emotional reactions and the ego postures, trying to navigate the emotional storm. Citizen King, The New Age of Power, is about your life path. Adam, you're following your life path by creating these shows. You're following your life path by getting passionate about ultra-performance. That's a passionate expression of you. That's coming from inside of you. Citizen King is about teaching your ego how flippin' cool life is when you actually start honoring the inspiration and the wisdom of your heart and your soul. What have you seen since you started applying this? What have you seen that has changed your life? Like you're saying that it could be, uh, I forgot your words, totally, just completely awesome. How has it changed since you've been applying this? I'm happy. I'm happy down to my bones. I, I recognize that by honoring the inspiration of my heart and my soul, I'm actually fulfilling my life purpose. Um, I, I learn how to be inspired. I learn how to go into this realm of heart and soul inspiration and kind of have this back-and-forth dialogue. It, it's, and a lot of that comes from... Uh, teaching your ego how to interact well with with the power of your heart and your soul. The the new age of power is people that no longer base their actions on what their eyes see outside of them. They base their action on the inspiration and the vision of their life that comes from within themselves. So how has my life changed? I'm I'm doing the inspiration. I'm writing books. I'm about to come out with another book. Uh, um, I love talking to people like you, Adam, because it it's when we start to live from the passion from within us that the, we honor the reason we're here. We honor the talent that we have. We honor the the value that we have. And we show up 
in this in this collective human story in exactly the way our heart and our soul intended from the beginning. Neat stuff. Neat stuff. I, I can't take the time to sit and think about it like I would if we were <laughs> having a conversation because I might sit there and, and have dead time on the radio. <laughs> but you're giving us a lot of you're giving us a lot of things to think about, Les. Appreciate it. Do you get well, angry now? Yes, I do. But it's raw fuel. Um, last year, two of my very dear friends passed away. And damn it, God, that pissed me off. Oh, my God, it it was so painful. And I got very mad because some of, uh, some of it wasn't very graceful how they exited the world. And I got very mad, and I said, what can I do to help humanity that we stop suffering, that we stop this this mm-hmm. karmic quagmire of pain? Yeah, I feel suffering. the same way. I feel the same way, Lost. And my heart my soul showed me the same vision that it had been showing me for 20 years. Do Write books, Les. Talk to people like Adam. Bring the passion of your heart out into your everyday effect. And so I've been doing that. Hmm. Well, don't don't mind the announcement. If I could figure out how to turn it off, I would. So don't mind the announcement in the background. Sorry about that. Um, you hear it, yeah, but I, I don't. Good. So one of the things that I, uh, you know, when people bring up something and they start complaining, I always say now, well, do something about it. Right, but I've learned to not say it confronting, just like say it well what do you well I did. I wrote a I I made a comment that they're effing blah 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 blah. No, no, no. I mean I mean I actually don't approach it with this attitude now. I'm used to saying it with this attitude, but I actually am like, Well, what else could you do? Right? Like maybe you could do a show about it or maybe we could do videos about it. It was a client that client I had here today, she had a complaint. And I said, well, you could do a show about that, or we could do videos about that. But I'm always, I'm always pointing it out to people now when they have a complaint. What are you doing about it? You know, because I've seen clearly that um, you can complain about lots of stuff, but if you don't actually do something about it, there's really no point, Right. Just posting on Facebook isn't doing something about it. Sure. But if you're focusing on how things are broken, typically your attention's outside of you. It's fine to be aware of that. But your power comes from within you. Flip your attention over and look at your heart and your soul and say, why am I here? What is my life purpose? What... And and when you honor that, it's electric. It expands over time. My life path, I can't even comprehend what's going to happen. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited about my life. Um, if I keep up the trajectory I'm on, wonderful, wonderful things are going to happen over and over and over again, and I'm very excited for that to happen. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being on this show, Les, of all the time we have. And I really appreciate you coming back and not uh, not letting the last time stop you, right? No worries. 
How for having someone, me. Yeah, no problem. I'm not sure, but if someone wanted to work with you, I'm not sure if they can work with you because I didn't see that. But uh, how can they buy your book? What's the name of your podcast? Let's let people know how they can stay in touch with Wes Jensen. You bet. You can go to my website, newhumanliving.com. And there's a radio tab there for my radio show. There's a link to how you can buy my book. It's available globally. You can buy it at Amazon. Citizen King, The New Age of Power. And, you know, an easy thing to do is subscribe to my newsletter and read my blogs because we're all very powerful people. Every single one of us has a powerful soul behind us. And then until that comes into our everyday life, we're really not tapping that personal power. Great. Thank you. Um, anything you could say at the end here that you could advise people on how to perform their best? Don't be afraid of the future. Don't believe this... Um, your eyes will show you a, a storyline that's playing out outside of you. Ig, um, ignore that as far as action items. Look within yourself for action items. You're, in, in order for you to sustain a passionate expression of yourself, authenticity is key, and, and authenticity always comes from within you. So listen to your heart and your soul and follow them above all other things. Great. Thank you very much, Les. Everyone remember his book, Citizen King. And remember to watch and listen to the Ultra Perform Show, the show about performing your best in business and life. If you're interested in being on the Ultra Perform Show, feel free to message me, contact me on Facebook. You can Google me. My name's here, or you can Google Ultra Perform Show or go to ultraperformshow.com. There is no reason why you can't reach us because you can reach us in many ways. See you guys later. Thank you. Five o'clock weekday. Catch you later, Les. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.